Mr. K24 Radio. Oh yeah. Okie dokie, holy moly, <laughs> whatever. Good morning to you wherever you are, wherever you are listening to the podcast. And of course, whenever you are listening to the podcast. My name is Mr. K, but folks call me the Cool K. Yeah, that's right. And this right here is Mr. K24 Radio. That's what's going down. Mr. K24 Radio coming at you right here. Now, how's that? It sounds good, right? Yes, it is. Mr. K24 Radio right here coming at you. It's a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday morning, the 30th day of the month of um, December, the year of our Lord 2020. And I tell you, <laughs> the year 2021 is just um, hours away. And by the special grace of the Almighty, the maker of all things, we are going to get there. That's right. We are going to get there. Now, on Mr. K24 Radio, what I try to do is think out loud about um, the activities, making the news, and of course, delivering same to you in a chatty manner. So that's pretty much what's on offer on Mr. K24 Radio. That's what's on offer here, okay? That's the way it goes down. There's a whole lot going on in the news world. There's a whole lot, you know, one could talk or think out loud about but you know what? I've got to keep it simple, okay? I just pick some interesting stories and I pretty much just, uh, you know, deliver it to you in a chatty manner. So that's pretty much what's up. That's what's going down. And I appreciate you, man. My name is Mr. K. Folks call me the Cool K. And let's go jiggy, jiggy with it. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. There you go. It is the news. It is happening, and of course, um, I'm going to start with something from Nigeria. Do your fellas remember, you know, the invitation that the House of Representatives gave to President Muhammadu Buhari? You recall, don't you? All right, so that's a reporter coming out on that particular story, and of course, um, the House of Representatives they are setting the record straight right here. They said there was never a time that the House of Representatives uh, deliver an apology to anyone from the House of Representatives for carrying out a constitutional responsibility to the Nigerian electorate. Now, we again did the media get a report that the House as an institution apologized to anyone for the avoidance of doubt. The House never apologized to anyone for exercising its constitutional mandate and will not do anything to desecrate or destroy the legislature as the critical institution of democracy. He noted that the motion to invite the president over security matters was sponsored by representatives from Burundi on behalf of the people of the state. The House had earlier invited the president to appear and brief lawmakers on the state of security following the murder of 43 rice farmers in Burundi in November. Speaker of the House of Representatives, Femi Bajapia Mela, after a meeting with the Buhari, accepted the invitation and agreed to appear at Attorney General of the Federation, uh, Minister of Justice, that's talking about Kamala Mason. He said the lawmakers lacked the power to summon 
President Buhari before it. A member of the House of Representatives from Ikiti State, Mrs. Wumi Ukunola, has described as misleading Malamin's view that the National Assembly lacks the power to summon the President to appear before it. Quite naturally, you would expect someone who is his son, who is an Attorney General of the Federation, somebody in that capacity, you would expect such a person to know the ropes. You would expect such a person to speak in such a manner that it would be found always very correct when it comes to legal issues. But this doesn't look like so right now. I mean, it's easy. If President Muhammad Buhari, as the number one citizen of the country, recall that the major duty of government is to ensure that there is security of lives and property of the citizens of the country and whoever it is that lives within uh, the, the country. That's the major, major function of government. And if there's a case of insecurity, you know, such a horrible situation. I mean, rice farmers, for crying out loud, people who are trying to earn a living, producing food that you and I are eating, and some folks, some maniacs with firearms went out there and killed about 43 of them. I'll tell you what, the president owes an explanation for that. There's a very good reason to call him before the lawmakers and they quiz him, quiz the hell out of him about what he's doing and what he has done about insecurity in the country. So for the attorney general and minister of justice, you know, uh, to act in such a manner, make such a comment, I find it a bit, you know, unnecessary. And also, I find it a bit something like playing to the gallery. That is how I see that. Maybe he's looking for a couple of offers from the big guy. Who knows? Now, let's step it up. Now, let's look at what is happening with terrorism. An annual review of terrorism trends has found that Sub-Saharan Africa saw the most attacks linked to the Islamic State group and its affiliates. The Global Terrorism Index, developed by the Think Tank, the Institute of Economics and Peace, found that there were just under 14,000 deaths across the world linked to terrorism the fifth consecutive year that that figure had decreased. It found that the largest decrease in deaths were in Nigeria and Afghanistan. The largest increase in terrorism occurred in Burkina Faso, where deaths rose by 590%. I mean, who does that? 590%. That is not only astronomical, it is absolutely ridiculous. Now, the index also marks Mozambique, Mali, and Niger as among the countries that have had a concerning increase in terrorist attacks. It warned that the deteriorating economic conditions could make more people susceptible to extremist propaganda. You know what they say about being forewarned? That's what I'll say there. Nations of the African continent should sit back now and take a critical look at the security system in the different countries 
come up with modules that will work modules that can counter what the terrorists are doing in different parts of for instance in sub-saharan africa and some other places on the african continent it's it's a horrible thing going down there i tell you all right okay now let's step it all up now to the next um, story i want you and i to think about a bit this actually has to do with um, china and uh, you know china has been on the news a lot of times for the wrong reasons lately that is not about to change as the u.s and eu criticized china for jailing citizen journalists who reported on covid 19. now the european union and united states on tuesday criticized the jailing of a citizen journalist in china who reported on the early outbreak of the coronavirus pandemic from wuhan a chinese coach handed down a four-year jail term on monday to Zhang Xiang, who reported at the peak of the crisis in the city where the coronavirus first emerged. Her lawyer said Zhang was jailed on the grounds of picking quarrels and provoking trouble. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said in a statement that he strongly condemned Zhang's conviction and called for immediate and unconditional release, accusing the Chinese Communist Party CCP of restricting and manipulating information about a COVID-19 outbreak in Wuhan. A hasty trial to which foreign observers were denied access shows how fearful the crisis has been and how fearful the CCP is of Chinese citizens who speak the truth. Pompeo said US-China relations have plunged to the worst level in decades as the world's top two economies spar over issues ranging from the coronavirus outbreak, Beijing's national security law for Hong Kong, trade and espionage. The EU also called for Zhang's immediate release as well. According to credible sources, Ms. Zhang has been subjected to torture and ill-treatment during her detention and her health condition has seriously deteriorated. An external affairs spokesman for the 27 nation EU said in a statement. Now, if you're thinking of spending the holiday in South Africa, stuff you need to know. Number one, there's a new variant of coronavirus in South Africa. And if booze or liquor is your thing, South Africa is not the place for now. All right? It is not the place for now. Now, here it is. Now, South Africa's police minister has warned restaurants not to hide alcohol in teapots to try and get around a fresh ban on the sale of liquor. Uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa said reckless behavior caused by drinking increased the risk of spreading COVID as he announced the ban on Monday. A new faster spreading variant of the coronavirus was detected in South Africa about two weeks ago. Mr. Ramaphosa said it had become well established in the country as part of a new slew of restrictions aimed at restricting further transmission. It has banned gatherings except for funerals, imposed a curfew between 9 p.m. and 6 a.m., and ordered all shops, bars, and other venues to shut by 8 p.m. Speaking at a press conference on Tuesday after the new measures came into effect, Police Minister Becky Sele warned that restaurants would lose their trading licenses and owners prosecuted if they flouted the ban. 
to be the hard lockdown imposed in April and May. During the first COVID-19 wave, some restaurants sought to evade a ban on liquor by serving drinks in teapots and other containers. The liquor ban announced on Monday would be in place until mid-January. And of course, the police joined by the army will be ensuring full compliance to the order given by the government in South Africa. So that's pretty much the situation. Would you still want to go to South Africa, you know, to um, hang out for the New Year celebrations? Number one, there's a curfew. Number two, there's a ban on sale of liquor. What that means is that there's you you're grounded pretty much that's the way south africa is at the moment so it is important for you to get yourself um, pretty much armed with the right information so that should you travel take my word for it take a look at what the statistics are saying in terms of the number of infections and so on and so forth before you travel to any country a number of countries right now sometimes you have to stay like 14 days you know in quarantine before they you, they allow you into their country and that makes a lot of sense to me uh, but i also think that um, we should take it very seriously the you know the whole issue of trying as much as possible to obey the safety protocols of covid 19. now there's been huge talk about the second wave of transmission second wave of infection and, and of course right in the middle of it all the vaccines that have been developed are already out there and they are in use already in some countries of the world now the big question initially was that okay now that we have a new variant of coronavirus in South Africa and the UK what exactly can the vaccine do would the same vaccine suffice for the two? I mean, the older, uh, you know, uh, virus and the new variant. Obviously, there are changes. That's why it's a mutation. So, will the vaccines be able to actually put paid also to the new variant? And for a lot of folks who don't know, if you listened to my podcast yesterday, that's a new variant in Nigeria. I recall that a scientist um, who disclosed this uh, told, you know, the price that look, right now, let us try as much as possible not to try to connect the new variant in Nigeria with that of South Africa or the UK. So in other words, it's game on. What some folks are saying, why is it game on? Is this not just copycat thing that do we really need to worry so much about COVID-19 pandemic? I mean, we're yet to hit a million, uh, you know, range of infections in terms of the numbers. We're yet to reach there. And as if that's not enough, we are also, um, you know, we've lost um, a number of people, you know, but basically less than 2,000. All right, just just a thousand and a couple of hundreds in a population of over 200 million well you would say to me there isn't quite a wave of infection yeah i mean if you say that i would say exactly the same thing or maybe the scientist would would think and talk 
you know, different about this. But to the ordinary man, take a look at the stats. You know, we're over 200 million people in this country, and um, we yet to get to even 100,000 people infected by the virus. And I said, that's not enough. The number of deaths are few. With all due respect, consideration, and love for members of families who have lost their loved ones to COVID-19 pandemic, my heart goes out to you in a very special way. I do. But speaking about the statistics and the response that the government is trying to put up, it looks like, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't say child's play. It is looking like a copycat response, if you ask me. Come on. All right, thanks a lot, everyone, for letting me think out loud on Chit Chat News Update. You know, keeping it simple for you, but delivering it in a very chatty manner, which is pretty much an offer on Mr. K24 Radio. My name is Mr. K, but folks call me the cool K. I'm going to take a bow right here. I'm going to tell you, have yourself a delightful Wednesday. I got to go. I'm out of time. Bye, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. Holy moly. Bye, y'all. Mr. K24 Radio. Oh, yeah.